Hello, everyone, and welcome. You're listening to Tax Wrap. My name is Nathan Hewitt, and you're listening to Lisa and Andy. How are we doing, guys? Oh, Thanks, great. Nate. Great, Nath. Now, you almost won't believe it, but we're on episode 40 this week, the big four zero. Now, Letty wanted to have a party, but I think we're going to have to save that for the big five two. I guess that would be a year, wouldn't it? Exactly. Episode 52. So we'll save it for then. Stay tuned. This week, though, we are very pleased to have a couple of guests on the show um, from our new partners at Accountancy Insurance. Now, professional indemnity insurance is mandatory for a lot of accounting professionals, tax agents, but audit insurance is something that lots of tax professionals should consider because it might uh, help them avoid some very big pitfalls. This week, we are pleased to welcome Karen McDonald and Cameron McClary from Accountancy Insurance. Welcome to you both. Karen is the Director of Professional Risks and Karen McClary is the Business Development Manager at AI and they have some information which could help Taxpayers Australia members avoid disastrous situations with their practice. Now Karen, why should Taxpayers Australia members take out professional indemnity insurance and Cameron audit insurance? What are the benefits of both? Because our specialty offerings are Audit Shield, Tax Audit Insurance and PI Shield Professional Indemnity Insurance, when you specialise it allows you to secure extremely competitive premiums with very broad policy wordings. Uh, the more that our client base grows, the more buying power we have, and the benefits are then passed on to our clients. Uh, your members are required to take out professional indemnity insurance uh, to meet the Accounting Association standards and adhere to any limited liability scheme requirements, and to keep our clients updated changes legislation that affect them regarding their professional indemnity insurance. With respect to um, Audit Shield, uh, it does solve a number of problems. Um, obviously, we've all been experiencing the increased level of ATO audit and review activity. So, you know, when a uh, accounting firm receives an audit through for a client, it puts them in a bit of a difficult position. You know, they can either bill accurately uh, and uh, risk damage to the client relationship, or potentially write off fees. Um, so, look, it's it's, a, it's sort of a a far better position to be able to um, offer clients audit shield um, and for the, the clients subsequently know that they're not going to have unexpected fees due to any audit reviews or investigations and the firm can also um, ensure that they maintain the highest quality you know, client relationship as a result. Have you got some examples of um, when people have taken out a PI claim and particularly what disastrous and extraordinary scenarios is? Because with insurance, it's very much, um, they need to have it as you've said, but people really don't see the need until something you know happens. So have you got any more stories to share? Yeah, well luckily we don't have any disastrous or extraordinary PI claims, thank goodness. But there is one that comes to mind of where our client was extremely happy with the service we provided. And I'll just give you an overview of that uh, scenario. Our client was engaged to prepare trust income tax returns for the 2014 financial year over a deceased estate. Our client advised the estate to solicitor that the estate was not required to pay any tax for that year. The solicitor sought independent opinion from another accounting firm who confirmed the advice provided by our client was incorrect. That second accounting firm issued the solicitor a bill of $578 in relation to work performed in preparing their opinion which was passed on to our accountant. Not only that, the estate also obtained an opinion from another accounting firm who also picked up the error and issued a bill for $660. Now to save face with both the solicitor and the other accounting firms, we paid into their account of $1,200 immediately into the other accountant's bank accounts. Our client was most embarrassed by the error, but by settling the issue promptly, it meant that he could put it behind on 
behind him and move on. Great example, Karen. Thanks for that. Uh, now, Karen, um, being a registered agent uh, myself, it can be hard for, for tax agents to charge clients for ATO audit help. So are there ways that uh, accountancy uh, insurance can help with that, Karen? Yeah, I'll pass it on to Cameron um, on the Audit Shield side. Yeah, so there's two, you know, the two products that we specialise in are, are PI, as Karen has had a, had a run through, and also Audit Shield, uh, which is tax audit insurance uh, specifically tailored for accounting firms. Um, so by availing Audit Shield to their clients, uh, it allows an accountant to um, provide some security that there's not going to be unexpected fees for their client if they were to receive uh, some form of audit review or investigation um, and also provides benefits to the firm in terms of being able to bill accurately for the work done, uh, ensure the matter's resolved correctly and just provide that you know, leading solution in terms of the audit insurance options in Australia. Thanks, Cameron. And um, just continuing on from that, um, with, with uh, what we're really saying is our members who are tax agents are recommending audit insurance to their clients. Is there any um, key benefits that they should then talk to their um, clients about? Like when um, should they look at, um, for sp sorry, specific tax reasons? Um, should they, you know, really say that audit insurance is a really good idea? Well, there is a consideration with respect to that recommendation. Um, so, Audit Shield uh, has secured full ASIC relief on the basis of it being a broad, non-compulsory offer. So, effectively, what the accounting practice is doing is communicating to their client base that Audit Shield is available, uh, and if their client uh, deems it uh, suitable or you know, um, chooses to take up cover, they can subsequently pay the account the relevant premium and establish cover for themselves. So really, the, we can probably look at it more broadly and uh, frame the question from the perspective that um, you know, is it worthwhile for an accounting firm to avail? Um, and um, I think the, you know, the last couple of years, because the ATO has been broadening its, its reach with audits and reviews, um, a lot of taxpayers are being picked up that uh, certainly haven't uh, uh, submitted any incorrect figures or misrepresented the situation, but nonetheless having to go through that review process so that the ATO can um, uh, yeah, determine that it's, it's, uh, you know, it's definitely accurate. So the majority of returns aren't adjusted at all uh, when there's an audit, uh, which means that there is that potential for an accounting, client, accounting firm's clients to um, incur unexpected fees for, uh, you know, for, for no for no substantial reason. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, the last couple of years has sort of seen Audit Shield transition from what was something that was a, probably a little bit more proactive five to ten years ago to being a much more of a standard offering, just because of the tax environment we're working in at the moment, um, and sort of certainly one of the reasons that. Our client base has grown to um, towards two and a half thousand firms using Audit Shield, and the majority of the top hundred firms in Australia. Uh, thanks for that, Karen. And just just as a general general observation, what's your experience with the way that the ATO is currently uh, approaching its risk review and audit processes, and how do you think Audit Shield can help there? Yeah, so they tend to shift their focus each year. Um, data matching has been an ongoing trigger for a number of reviews and audits and investigations. 
Uh, when you look at the stats from an ATO perspective, their return on investment is uh, about $7 for every $1 that they invest in audit activity. So because of that um, very strong return on the dollar, you know, it's something that they'll continue to pursue this high level of review and audit activity. Um, the, you know, each year we include the compliance in focus summary in the um, Audit Shield communications. We, uh, we arrange for, for an accounting firm and that sort of outlines the specific areas of focus for that financial year. So um, for individual taxpayers, um, they can sort of look at different industries and the level of um, tax deductions and then compare them to a, a sort of a baseline, a standard. And so anyone that sort of falls outside those thresholds can potentially be um, targeted for review. And similarly with respect to businesses, um, years ago they started doing the benchmarking letters which is basically an analysis of a particular industry and uh, the typical um, stats in terms of revenue, deductions and income and then once again anyone who sort of fell outside of that uh, standard threshold um, could be identified for further review. So they just use a variety of techniques that are being refined all the time to look to identify which clients or business groups should be uh, reviewed or uh, investigated a little bit further. Um, even things like overseas transactions uh, are often flagged. Um, yeah, so and we're seeing a bit of uh, employer obligations audits at the moment as well, a little bit on payroll tax, um, so audit shield extending to any state or federal agency, those forms of reviews can be covered as well. Thanks for that insight, Cameron. Is there anything else that you can add that we haven't covered off? I've got a couple of questions for Taxpayers Australia. Sounds good. Fire away. Okay, so, so just on the PI side, uh, what concerns have your members raised regarding professional indemnity insurance, i.e. is it lack of service, cost of the premiums, policy coverage? Um, Karen, I think what we're seeing is that it's very much a, a ticker box exercise and so they've got to have it. So then what it comes down to is pretty much premiums and I think the the partnership with yourselves where we can then offer added value is actually, you know, where, where will they, uh, what support will they give when they do have to um, put in a claim? So that's really what we're looking at. So, you know, if you look at the fundamentals, um, I was just saying to Nathan and Andy before that it's a bit like car insurance or house insurance. You, you might go for the lowest premium at it, but it's when, you know, disaster hits is when you know how effective your insurance is. Mm. Mm, yeah, that's right. And I believe that our new formed relationship with Taxpayers Australia will address all those concerns and we're really looking forward to getting this underway. Absolutely, that sounds great. Yeah, good. And then that leads me into the next one, mm -hmm. is that do you believe that your members have a good understanding of what is required in a PI policy and approximately what they should be paying and for coverage? Uh, yes, Karen. I, I think our members have a broad understanding of the actual coverage, but you know, in terms of you know the, the actual details itself, there, Karen, they might not have a you know a really good detailed understanding, and I think that's where you know our partnership with Accountancy Insurance will help our members get a, a much better understanding in terms of the the actual product that they're they're using and and that level of coverage, and that in turn, you know, as Lisa mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, sometimes you might tick the box but you don't really know until something actually happens so so having you know having that uh, that comfort in knowing that what you're being covered for you know will, will assist uh, practitioners greatly 
And, and I, I think you're, sorry, your example um, with uh, the, the two different opinions that were wrong from the accountants that you gave previously, I think that really sort of, you know, hit home, you know, as basic as, you know, just like smashing a window, do you actually replace that instead of your house going up in flames sort of thing? <laughs> so it's sort of like there are different levels of disaster um, and concerns. I really empathise yeah. with tax professionals as well. I mean, you've got your business to run, you've got your practice to operate, and you've got all these things to worry about. And because professional indemnity insurance is something that you have to have, like you said, you're ticking the box, but you may not be shopping for the best possible policy out there. So I think it's good for our members to feel confident that we have the endorsement of one of the, the best providers, if not the best provider of accountancy insurance out there. They don't have to do the shopping anymore because they've, they've found the best right here. So that, I think that's another really good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's down to the broker understanding our client's business and arranging a policy applicable to their needs. Exactly, that's right. Yeah, I was curious to know whether you're getting much feedback with respect to um, handling APO audits and reviews from the accountants you deal with. Are they having any particular issues with uh, seeing those reviews come through for clients? Look, I think that generally our members are a bit conservative in suggesting audit insurance, and I think it came down to your previous comments as well, Cameron. And I, and the, the mode is, if it's a potential um, difficult to apply the tax law in a situation, say small business exemptions and things like that, that's when they say, look, you know, this is probably really going to come under the scrutiny of the ATO. It doesn't mean we're doing anything wrong or we're doing anything, you know, to minimise tax. It's just have we applied the tax in the right way. So it's very much, I think they're approaching it on a very much case-by-case um, -case basis on the complexity of the tax situation, as well as anything offshore. I think Project Do It's really put some alarm bells into the, uh, the tax agent as a general public um, to actually just make sure that everything's collected um, from an offshore point of view as well. So I think that's the approach that they've had in the past. However, I do note from your comments about benchmarking and things like that, um, you know, we are trying to educate our members on how the benchmarking calculations work, if I call, couldn't call them that, Cameron, um, and then they realise that if they're going to be uh, in an outlier category, then you know it could be up for a comprehensive risk review. So I think it's also very much you explaining to our members, you know, what are the touch points um, in your general communications as well. Sure. Yeah, I see. And um, when an accounting firm um, receives it, you know, it does receive an audit or review from the ACO or another agency. Is it been your experience that they're writing off uh, a portion of those fees or how are they uh, handling that matter with respect to recovering the cost of their time? Thanks, that's a good question, Cameron. Um, having come out of practice myself, I can say that um, sometimes there's a lot of times where you're going through the client's files and that's very, very time consuming as, a, as, a, as an accountant, as a, as a tax agent, going through all those documents, making sure that the position for your client's actually correct. So. We do find that having come from a bigger firm, that can be quite expensive, and I can appreciate with some of our members who are operating sole practices or from smaller firms, that's a very, very expensive exercise for them. And so writing off that time can be quite considerable. Sometimes the client as well may not necessarily fully appreciate the amount of work that's been done behind the scenes to make sure that their tax affairs are being looked after properly, particularly in, in light of an, an audit or review. You want to make sure that all your ducks are lined up in a row. And so you can get quite a considerable amount of time that ultimately at the end of the day you, you won't be able to fully recover and unfortunately you'll have a massive big write-off unfortunately in terms of some of your um, 
some of your time that's gone on the on the clock. So, so having some form of uh, protection there will, would greatly um, greatly help our our members. And the way that we communicate to our members as well, Cameron, is very much if you do get that risk review letter from um, the ATO or the SRO or whatever, um, you know, don't panic. Don't your first thing you do is pick up the phone and talk to the case officer. Actually, sit back, think about it, talk to people, and work out a strategy of the best way to respond. Um, because you just need to satisfy their questions. You don't need to give them absolutely everything and drown them with data. So I think it's very important that um, you know they, they use our helplines, for example, to um, work out a strategy with us about well, what are, what's the question, what's the tax technical issue, and then what do you need to do to address that situation. So you know it's a plan. It's just not a shotgun approach. As would you do anything in preparing a, you know a tax return as well? Yeah, indeed, sure. I think if there's one thing that we've learned uh, this morning or the takeaway message is that for tax professionals not being prepared can have disastrous consequences for practice. And the benefits of PI and audit shield insurance are seemingly insurmountable. I mean, it could save you thousands. That's basically yeah. what we're looking at here. So I hope to all our listeners and members out there that you consider accountancy insurance for your needs in this regard, that it could save you from you know, making the wrong move and, and not being covered. So thanks to Karen and Cameron Thank you very much for joining us on Tax Wrap this week. Thanks very much. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Tax Wrap. This has been episode 40. Join us next week for episode 41. Thanks. See ya.